Hello everyone, welcome back to Platt's Poetry. For those just joining us, I don't know why I'm saying us when it's just me. Rambling aside, if you are new here, it's nice to meet you. This is episode 2 of what we're going to be calling Platt's Portrait. I'm Platt's. Where in Platt's Portrait, it is my intention to paint a picture of myself through the magic of diction. If you haven't uh, listened to the introductions yet, you can find it on various podcast platforms as Platt's Portrait and also over on YouTube at Platt's Poetry. If you haven't as yet, please follow me on Instagram as well at platt.s underscore poetry. And with that, I think all the administrative things. Oh, no, wait. This episode is entitled Shoot Your Shot. This is named after my one of my poetry books that I intend to release later on in the year. Details coming soon. Yes, so in today's episode, we're going to be looking uh, at three poems from the book Shoot Your Shot. Now, disclaimer, these poems may change in the future depending on what uh, my editor says, but I doubt there will be any major shifts shifts in it so don't worry think of it as you're getting a premium version you're getting the uncut version the 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 less perfect version you know that important thing that is less perfect is often what the author originally intended you know so details on the book are coming soon as i said and i hope that you have an excellent time fresh from that lively introduction by me of course i believe it is time that we give you some details about the book at hand that we are speaking of now this book is inspired by uh well the the title of the book is inspired by my friends constantly forcing me to um shoot my shot preferably say now i'm a very i don't want to say shy let's use the use a use the phrase calculated person i don't like to do things unless certain of the outcome or within a certain margin of error that promises uh, you know some good gains so this extends into my social life which which can prove to be a bit tiresome especially when it comes to my crushes so whenever i get a crush my friends find out and they always say to me shoot your shot they they repeatedly say they, they make it a point to say because they know that i tend to over analyze over complicate i do too much math i I make sure i wait for the time is right they just want me to get it over with because they know that if i fixate on it they're going to be hearing it for hearing about it for years and i'll know i'm gonna get the answer if she doesn't imagine so for those that don't know shooting one shot is a modern modern day um phrase or idiom or whatever you want to call it that is that is uh that means to ask someone out, you know, to ask someone for an evening's promenade or to ask someone for an evening's prance. It's, it's it's quite common phrase that we use that is used among people of my age. And now now that we are aware of the terminology at hand, another big thing you need to know about me is that I like to leave an impression. So one of my mottos outside one of my many mottos is to be extra. You know, everything I do, I do it extra and I make sure that I make sure that I do it so extra that I put my name on it. And then when I put my name on it, I put extraness in it. Everybody just remembers the name and the extraness that came with the name. So, you know, when you say plat, you expect extraness because extra is the way to do it. If you're not doing something extra, 
why on earth are you doing it? That's always what I ask you. So naturally, me shooting my shot would have to be a unique and extra process, an extra activity where the effect would be lasting even after my gambo business. Eh? So I couldn't justifiably camp out in a woman's messages hoping for attention like some people do for five years like them on PhD or, or go up to a woman in person and ask bold questions risking public public humiliation and those things mm-hmm. that isn't that is far too common a method and odd, the odds of success are rather minuscule what was what was I to do then at my young age to to um, sweep a woman off her feet then it hit me what am I good at that I doubt many boys are good at. And I was like, poetry. So, poetry is, um... So, after asking around, I noted that out of my friend groups, none use poetry in seeking companionship. Since then, and since then, every woman I've attempted to go out with has received at least one poem. And in this book, I've selected just ten of these poems. And instead... And instead to intend to share, intend to share these poems with you today. So this is definitely not a new practice. Um, I'm sure that the gentlemen of olden days would sit outside the windows of their future brides and serenade them to sleep through poetic sonnets and chimes. I'm sure that my great-grandmother received a poem or three. I'm sure that poetry used to be the bare minimum of courtship. I'm sure. But since every woman I've penned has said no other man had penned them before, I can only assume that it is a dying or dead gesture. Now, if it's a dying or dead gesture, I am only further enticed to pick it up because, as I said, that makes it even more unique. And you know, with uniqueness comes extraness, and with extraness comes impact, and with impact comes remembering. You you see? You see that always the objective is for them to remember you. So whatever you do in life, make sure that they remember you. So I then, so I know, I know, but, but I have to admit, this method is no more successful than it would be to camp out in a woman's DM. So five years, like I'm trying to get a PhD, you know. So, but I sleep comfortably knowing that even if a no escapes her lungs and pierces my chest, that in my mind my method was unique and despite the familiarity of the request she will remember it (laughs) because of how unique it was so since you have little information about the book it's it's only fear that i get into the poems because i I know that is what we really came here for Mm -hmm. so let's move on So this poem is called um, Paradox, and uh, I want to give you a little bit of background information on the poem before I get into it, because I I find the objective here is to make you know me a bit, so you're going to have to know a bit about the poem so you can understand me. I can't just throw you in the deep end like that, right? So uh, paradox is a statement that though contradicting itself holds some grain of truth. Now, this poem is about a beautiful woman who made me too nervous to inquire further details about, further details beyond her physical beauty. This woman has a special, has the special honor of being the first 
person to ever intimidate me. I don't know why, but for some reason, every time I tried to talk to her, I went tongue-tied and kept calling her Miss. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it's, yeah, it's very weird. So I had, I, have, I had had a crush on this um, particular woman for a very long time now in, 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 in the crushing world. And I was like, you gotta shoot your shot. My friend said, you gotta shoot your shot better do it if you don't do it now you're just gonna be sitting there forever wondering if she likes you or not because she's being nice to you and you don't know if she actually likes you or if she's just being nice right so after taking my friend's advice and my own advice i decided to sit down and try my best to to plot out a poem for me but in my head i heard in my head my head was like clearly sought my no let me say in my head it was going clearly such an angel hath been called aphrodite's twin before to simply refer to her elegance as alluring would be too feeble of an attempt at securing even a moment of her heartbeat so in my head you know my head thinks like this my head thinks in poetry because that's so awesome i am you know my head thinks things like this and i'm like well i can't call her pretty she definitely she's definitely been called that before because but I couldn't call her anything else because I was too afraid of pestering her for details about her life that could help me to write something more than you are beautiful on a piece of paper so it's called a paradox because I couldn't write about her but I found a way to write about her nonetheless and it goes like this <clears throat> I can write a poem about how beautiful you are. From the smooth jazz that is your melanin, the bright pearls that make your magnificent smile, the way your hair dances between stars, the way your body curves against earth, to how your eyes sparkle like the stars above. I can write a poem about how beautiful you are because your beauty commands my attention. Your beauty leaves me in a state of shock and awe. Your beauty causes my heart to thaw. Your beauty is like the rainbow Noah saw. I can, but I can't, for I don't wish to write about your physical beauty. I wish to personify your personality in rhyme. I wish to write a trillion lines about your mind. I wish to gaze upon your spirit, twist it, twine it, or trap its elegance in alliteration. I wish to gaze upon your metaphorical heart and create rhythms from each beat. I wish to know your secrets, the ones that may take away the perfection that radiates from you. And after you tell me, I will remind you how beautiful you are and forever will be regardless of your thinking. My words are hyperbole. I wish for you and I to fall deeply in love, but no more than the other or less. I wish, but the paradox remains. I can write a poem about how beautiful you are but I can't write a poem about how beautiful you are because I don't know who you are. To you, a most beautiful angel from above, please grant me the pleasure of knowing you and then perhaps once I know you, I can write a poem as beautiful as you. Thank you.
I do hope we enjoyed the, that first poem, you know, that first poem. It's a recent one, and it's one of my most recent poems. This, this poem right here is also a recent one. And uh, this poem, however, is called Me Amor. And, you know, we're going to give a little bit more details about the poem, you know, because remember, painting, we're painting a picture here. So Me Amor is one of my, is actually my favorite poem in this book because it's not actually me shooting my shot. I, I was I was thinking about a past crush of mine and watching a romantic comedy in the background. Now, I don't do movies often, you know, because I don't really like movies because I need to get invested in, I need to get invested, I need to know what characters I'm going to, I need to know, I need to get, I need to know the feelings. I, I'll watch movies like the Avengers series because I can get invested because I know, I know what these characters are doing over time, but like a one-off movie is like, is an hour and 30 minutes or is two hours really enough time for me to get to know you get to know the details about you so what i really do but i find that when i do watch movies for for the pleasure of it when i watch movies for the pleasures of it i i i, I often go to romantic romantic comedies because romantic comedies to me are nice and easy to follow because their storylines are predictable and it's always funny and there's always some lesson at the end now i remember while I was thinking about the, while I was thinking about this wonderful woman, uh, there was there, I remembered, and watching the romantic comedy, I remember the romantic comedy where, at the end, the woman, got up, in front of a big crowd of people and professed her love for this guy, expressing that, she made a mistake. Now, if you know that, that that's a very very you know yada yada. Woman made a mistake. Yeah, they get back together. All this loveliness, they kiss at the end. Hooray! So, thinking about my, you know how romantic comedies are. I don't need to explain. So, thinking about my past crush, I, at, at my past crush, at one a.m. You know, at one a.m. That's that. You're not supposed to be up at one a.m. That's the first mistake. You know, um, but you know, my best writing happens at night. So maybe that's why. You know, you're not supposed to be up at one a.m. Though, guys, one a.m. Nothing good comes after two a.m. So and how I just abandoned things because she had other entanglements. So 1 a.m. thing about this crush mine, I was going to go for her, but then she just abandoned things because you know she had entanglements, and I, I'm not trying to be Will Smith over here. So you know, and then I decided to open up my little notes app and write some professions as well, like like the girl did in the romantic comedy. So I realized that the poem was a bit too um too too personalized. I was using too many personalized pronouns and it was it was it was, it was a bit um like like if I were to post that poem she would immediately know it's about her. And I don't and I don't I didn't want her to. So I re I redrafted it and I made it into a style of a engagement proposal and in this way it removed a lot of the personal pronouns and it removed a lot about a lot of about her and it made, made it more about me and the poem is dubbed me and more and it goes like this you asked me once what would happen if you were my wife the first thing that came to my mind was what more could i give you I gave you my heart the minute I met you. I gave you my love the second you said hello. I gave you my spirit at your first smile. You got my mind when your number wasn't free. Now, what came next were all the promises my gender takes to make. Surely I could promise to mop up mop a lake before arguing with you. I could promise to burn your pain and never harm you by my own ignorance. 
and I could promise the world to you. All these promises I could make, because that's what the typical man in love tends to do. But then I remembered I am no typical man, and those promises would not be sane. They'd be pretty lies flying into your brain, leading you astray from the fact that I am not perfection's perfected perfection, nor do I wish to be any more insane. But truly, if you were my wife, I'd finally let my soul reach out for yours. To embrace it under a cold winter's encore, they would freely frolic upon sprouting spring, sway steadily towards a summer song, and while you tell the server that's not what I ordered, or souls would dance all autumn long. If you were my wife, I could make you the queen, and the queen that stands beside me. It would be a union so beautiful, wholesome, and insanity-free that even poetry's beauty would dim in comparison to the smile that you'd give me if you were my wife, or fully combined essence would rewrite reality if you were my wife. Enough of if. As the sunset kisses your melanin goodbye, and the sea dances on the shore as my knees bend to the floor i ask simply will you marry me me amore thank you this is the last poem of the recording of the podcast with the but i well i don't know what this is i don't it's just Dominic being Dominic, really. Um, so, um, t- so this poem is called "Today." Now, um, this is though this is our last poem. It's a sonnet. It's a sonnet, so it's a short poem, and it's about an unforgettable woman. And I, I describe her as unforgettable because she is uh, truly unforgettable, in my opinion. So it's a short poem. So I need to explain it. So I need to explain it more than I explain to others because. You won't get it otherwise, so please bear with me. So, uh, why is this poem called today? Before I continue, instead of saying this woman over and over again, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call her princess from now on. Okay. So story time. Ready? Story time. So I met princess. Uh, I meet princess uh, at a at a common place in. Where, where, where I live, right? Now, I start to talk to Princess. Now, Princess at the time had a little, uh, you know, engagement. You know, like she had a little person. That I, you know, yeah. But we, he, he soon fell off to my to my joy. So, in, so then I got Princess's phone number, right? And then one, when I was texting Princess, I realized I wasn't getting any reply. So, it... I instant thought was okay. I misread the signals. Princess just ghosted me, but no, it was just her phone. Her phone had mashed up, right? Her phone, her phone had been um, decommissioned, right? So she used her phone. I don't see her for a couple weeks. When I see her after a few weeks, of course, I, I decided to walk her home so I could find her bus stop in, so I could find her bus stop and, and gauge its proximity to my home, right? 
After that, I'd wake up early every morning to walk all the way to Princess's bus bus stop, even after she had, uh, even if even after she got back the phone. You know, I, initially I did it because I was like, "Ella, I need to talk to her, or else this is not gonna work." So I said, "Might as well just get up early in the morning, walk up there, and then in the evenings, because in the evenings I had busy, because I'm a busy person in the evenings, but my mornings were free, so I decided to just wake up early in the mornings and walk." And the princess would reach the bus bus stop at 6 a.m. right and the then it was a 30 to 45 minute walk away from my dwelling and you know i don't i didn't really see an issue i didn't feel nothing it was just an easy walk for me i probably would have done the same walk if it was even an hour or, or an hour an hour walk i'd probably start complaining after hour and 30 minutes but i'd probably still do it i would probably would stop and not do it at two hours walk but you know we walked the 30 to 45 minutes for a good hot minute and that you see that's how much i liked princess right now every time i see princess i would see princess i saw princess i don't know how to structure that sentence really i'd have a poem for her to read so that's how she ended up being the in, in my friend group she's she's referred to as the one with all the poems because she has the most poems of any woman that i've ever engaged with you know so so she, so every day that i saw her i'd give her a poem to read and i'd either write it the day before or the, during the day or on my way to to her right so I, the reason i did this was because i loved the way her i loved the way her eyes lit up when she would read the poem poetry right like her eyes would just they just begin to sparkle as every line she passed you and but then my favorite part was when her smile would just jump into action when she noticed that the, that the poem was about her because her, she was smiling the entire time and she was reading and smiling because she loved the poem she loved the flow she loved the rhythm she loved the rhyme she loved the meter she loved everything there right but but when she realized it was about her it was like her face would just lit up like a volcano and it was just such a such a beautiful sight right so her face so i then this poem it is called today this poem is a partic is about a particular morning where everything just felt perfect to me like typically when she saw me in the mornings her energy would warm my inner core but on this particular morning when she saw me the joy in her eyes and the pep in her step and the way that she smiled upon seeing me made me feel like a rocket about to blast off to the moon you know and 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 that that's one of my fondest memories to this day one of my fondest memories of recent time really and it, it, i captured this memory in this poem so whenever i feel down or bad or i'm like oh, i'm having a bad day or i want to remember remember something i just go back to this poem so here 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 is how the poem goes i sit here digging graves wait a goddess of unmatched grace extinguish the spark of hate trapped smiles to my face tight embrace smooth skin blissed voice without sin her eyes send me to space lips so small yet divine stop peachy her hand on my face how does she taste in time time moves fast a curse i say Hold on to this moment. Hold on to moments like today. Thank you.
welcome to the end section of this um, little hooray of ours. You know, this activity of ours. I don't think we're going to be doing this two times a week now because it took me a lot of work to type up the script because I don't want to just be reading poems to you guys. You know, that's just boring. If I just wanted to read poems, I'd just record myself and play on TikTok. I just want, I want to be an interactive experience, you know, an interactive experience. Anyways, so the end section is not supposed to be that long. Let me stop talking. So I told y'all that you would know more about me a little bit more. I hope you're starting to see a picture of who I am, you know. I do hope you enjoyed this episode i decided to make this episode about love because i know love is a hot topic i know love should get people in interest but really it's not about love it's about shooting a shot i don't write love poems actually i've never written a love poem i would love to write a love poem but i've never written one and we're so i hope you were pleasantly engaged throughout this entire entire process and remember the goal is to learn so if you have any constructive criticism please let me Please be free to tell, give me them. You can email me or DM me over on at Plant Poetry all that on Instagram. So as mentioning that, please like, subscribe, and comment below, and don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at Plant.s underscore Poetry. And if you are not already over on YouTube, please go and subscribe to Plant's Poetry. And finally, the final bit of administration things. If you are on Anchor, please go find Platt's portrait and, you know, find a way to support that. You know, it's going to be a spot because it's a podcast at the end of the day. I'm going to call it a podcast now. Anyways, until next time, love Platt.